Hey everyone, it's James here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to mention jewelrybrands.shop. They have quite an amazing collection of Star Wars pins, money clips, earrings, necklaces, keychains, and more. It's a great place to pick up a gift for somebody, even if they aren't into Star Wars, because there's jewelry from Marvel, DC, Hasbro, Nickelodeon, and hey, look at that, even Dragon Ball Z. Get over there and check out with promo code TRB to get 10% off your purchase. That's jewelrybrands.shop and promo code TRB at checkout. the resistance broadcast everybody i'm john thank you for joining us today on this beautiful gorgeous memorial day monday uh we hope everyone is having a wonderful weekend out there and uh instead of kicking off your week with us ending your long weekend with us if you're in the states if you're overseas we have a lot of european people out there they're like it's just monday just get on with the show (laughs) so we will uh but thank you for joining us today uh, James and Lacey with me as always here and uh, we have a great show because there's a lot of cool stories we're going to get into in the resistance report in a bit but uh, we got to get through a little business first and I'm going to fire it over to James Bainey to uh, announce some some winners. Yeah so we all had a great make solo to happen day uh, last week uh, big t- big fun big fun and one of the things that we were doing uh, was we were we had these contests make solo to happen uh, giveaways, um, lots of prizes involved in those prize package. And uh, since then, we have picked the two winners. We had one on Twitter and one on Instagram. And I'm getting ready to tell you guys who won. So right now, everybody's on the edge of their seats, right? <laughs> For Twitter, our winner was Stephen A. Bowman. Yay, You got to think that's a big win. We pulled this randomly out of so many people who are involved in, in doing the giveaway. Great job, Stephen. All right, our next random winner was on Instagram, and that person is at snips underscore underscore <gasps> sabers. Wow! Yay. Congratulations! Yeah, two big prizes, two big winners. I, I'm I'm you stoked know, for you guys both. I'm kind of angry because I definitely used the hashtag five times <laughs> yeah. that day. I know I four or five. I was in that range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll win one of these giveaways. Um, all right. We have a little more to get into. Congrats to both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, we'll, uh, DM us and we'll get your info and get those awesome prize packs out to you, uh, including the new shirts, which uh, I still have to. I'm going to order mine on a tank top just to uh, so Lacey has to call me a bro, but I'm excited about that. Um, all right. We have some other cool stuff to get into here. Uh, if you're a patron of TRB, you're in good shape. And if you're thinking about being a patron of TRB, you're picking the right time because we are entering what I'm personally calling phase 3.5 in June. (laughs) Starting tomorrow, we are unleashing a bunch of new updates on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. I'm going to give you a little bit of a spiel here of what is to come. uh, And then, you know, we'll obviously reveal all the details 
uh, tomorrow when it launches. So, but just so you know, like some of the things that we have already been doing, like our commentaries, our Q and A's are now going to be live. And what that means is if you're a patron of TRB, you'll be able to join us as we are recording those and be mm -hmm. in the chat. So you're going to have already submitted your questions, but now you'll be part of like our answers and get to interact with us as we give our answers. Cause sometimes those Q and A answers get a little wild. Uh, but also, our next commentary is The Last Jedi. We've been holding on to this one for a long time because we knew we were doing this update to the page. So our patrons were like, where's the commentary for The Last Jedi? Mm -hmm. That's why we're waiting because we want you to join us in the chat as we record that one. So again, if you are a patron of TRB, you'll get to join us for that. And we're doing that commentary uh, for patrons only live Sunday night at 9 p.m. June 13th. So mark your calendars if you're a patron. If you're not, again, head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. All tiers can access that content. We're also doing a lot of other changes. Like we have our uh, Zoom calls with our admirals and generals and a new tier that we're going to be getting to a bit later and which we'll reveal to you. Uh, but every quarter now for those calls, we're going to be doing a trivia night and we're going to be uh, kind of doing an elimination uh, trivia round. And the winner of that call will get uh, a prize from us as well. Uh, more behind the scenes content, a lot of great stuff. But you, check in with us tomorrow to get all the details. But again, existing patrons, keep the car in park. Mm -hmm. You're right where you need to be. If you want to become a patron, boy, is this the time to do it. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We know you support us just because you support us. But we really take pride in giving back to you for that support so we're really excited to uh do all this new stuff right guys oh yeah yep. absolutely right on all right yeah so as i said uh tune in to a little bit later in the show around the patreon padres time i can't talk right now padres time Lacey <laughs> will give you the details on that new tier that i was just hinting at um but yeah very excited about that but james i'm also really excited to get into uh the resistance report so mm -hmm. why don't we get into the news the resistance all right we got a lot of good stories uh starting with well the fact that we just had make solo 2 happen day right and then bob chapik gets on this call with these people and he announces it right there everybody he says they got a han solo show coming to disney plus or well i don't know maybe not uh if you James, go you, and listen do you want me to play it for you so, I can, so they can listen? I can. You Are can you... play it right now if you want. Okay. All right. Let's see what Bob Chapik had to say. Who, when I what heard his voice. What date was this? This was like two days ago. No, no. It was on Make Solo 2 Happen Day, I think. Mm hmm. It was yeah. a while ago. He Come on the show, like, Bob. Uh, he sounds a lot <laughs> yeah. like former Senator John McCain. Like a lot like him. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Play have full content flow uh, by FY22 or 23 when we're really in the kind of cadence that we want to have going forward. And the fact that, you know, we hit 100 million households in six months or uh, 16 months in 16 months on Disney Plus, uh, despite the fact that we didn't have full content flow is really an incredible feat, I think. And uh, so in the end, as you know, in entertainment, it really is all about content. I think over to the next, uh, 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 basically by the end of the year, we've got six Marvel titles. We've got uh, Black Widow. We've got Shang-Chi. We've got Loki. We've got Hawkeye. We've got Miss Marvel. Getting all these names, Black right? Mm -hmm. All these great series coming to Disney+. Plus. 
We've got Han Solo, or I mean Boba Fett on from <laughs> Star Wars, Boba Fett from Star Wars, and we've got Monsters at Work from Pixar. So you look at that cadence of time. So it looks like he said Han Solo, <laughs> but he quickly reversed it and said, oops, I mean Boba Fett. He didn't even say oops. He just yeah, tried to yeah. act like he didn't say it. Yeah. So, John, really quickly, get, let's get your thoughts on this. Uh, what do you think actually happened? Because um, I'm interested in, in in everybody's opinion on this. So, uh, I, my <laughs> guess is that it was just a mistake. Uh, and I don't know that Bob Chappick, uh, I mean, I don't know Bob Chappick, um, but... I don't know that how big of a Star Wars fan he is. Like, it's possible that he just, you know, mixed up some characters that have two names that are short. Um, but uh, it, it is possible, like, he, someone had told him about Make Solo 2 Happen Day or he heard about it and that was Han Solo was on his brain that day because of Make Solo 2 Happen Day. I think that's very possible. Uh, and maybe that's why he had the Freudian slip there. I don't think this is an accidental reveal, unfortunately. That's um, that's my guess. Um, I, I would I wish I wish that I thought that, but for some <laughs> reason I feel like it's, it's just a a little bit of a misspeak. But it's in his brain though. Han Solo makes all two happen. It's in the CEO of Disney's brain. Lacey, what do you think? So when we first started to talk about this amongst ourselves off the show, it was via text. So when you're reading the text, you're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? And then I thought by listening to this, I was going to be like kind of thrown off more being like, oh, yeah, he clearly just messed up. I don't know. It's weird. It seemed even more <laughs> of a mistake when I listened to it because it went from being like, a, oh, this was kind of he started to say it and then changed. He blatantly says Han Solo. <laughs> And like after he's listing all these Marvel projects that are happening and then he like goes, says Han Solo and then quickly he's like, no, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. And he says like two, three times. He's like, no, I meant that. But it, it's weird. Um, but I think that most likely it's similar to what John said, where the make Solo to happen thing you know, it was trending again. It was in the top 10 for the majority of the morning until Eternals hit, which I'm sure was in his brain as well. Um, and he just thought Star Wars Han Solo, which by the way, if you're thinking Han Solo is the first character when you go to Star Wars, <laughs> maybe you should make the show, Bob. <laughs> maybe you should make the Han Solo show. Yeah. Um, do I think it's him announcing a series? No, but I think that means conversations are happening, whether it be about make Solo to happen day, whether it be about a solo project or not. It means he at some point was either briefed or had a conversation about Han Solo and it was in his brain. So that's a good which, thing to me. Which we, you know, from all these different spots, you know, we've heard people saying that uh, they've been talking to Alden Ehrenreich and mm -hmm. he, remember like last summer, I forgot about this, but last summer in one of his interviews promoting um, that uh, Peacock show he was doing, mm -hmm. Alden Ehrenreich said, I've heard some things, but nothing concrete. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're they're talking to this guy, and they're like, they were gauging his interest. Clearly, he's interested because then he told Josh Horowitz he would be interested in coming back and all this stuff. So it was like one right after like, the other too. Yeah, and I had like, granted, like we started this thing as a, as a as a t shirt joke thing, but as it's gone along, there's never been a roadblock, and if, if anything, only things have opened the doors, including Disney Plus. Because everyone else involved with it, there hasn't been one person involved that was like that did an Oscar Isaac like a now I'm you know I'm done. 
Like if Alden was like, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'd be like, all right, we're done. But no, everyone's yeah. like, yes, we want to do it. So it's it's very, very interesting. It's um, it's funny to me because I definitely know that people make those types of mistakes all the time. Like if they're talking about, um, you know, the sequel tr- trilogy, uh, some of my favorite characters, obviously played by Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and John Travolta. And I love those. Bi- and then you're like, you said John Travolta and you're like, no, I didn't. I said John Boyega. And you're like, you said John Travolta. Everybody heard it. You know, I, it's it's kind of one of those things. Sometimes your brain just does things that you don't even know what's going on. The difference here is that it feels like there's kind of a connection there between making that mistake. You know, it's the same first name or something. This he also rushed weird. off of it quick. Like I feel like he listed all these Marvel things, then got to Star Wars, and they have multiple projects in production right now. And he mentioned one, which was the wrong one, and then went to the other one and was like, "Oh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett." Didn't even say the title right. And then quickly moved to Monsters, Inc. And then that was it. Like, it, did, it felt to well, me like he was like, oh, no. Obi-Wan didn't mention <laughs> right, and Andor. Andor. Right. Right. So he was like quickly like moving on. Not going to acknowledge what I just said. I, I think right now what we have to stand on is that Han Solo is not happening. And this was just a mistake on his part. Just a slip of the tongue. But the thing is, is like, if you listen to it, my hopeful heart says, I think there might be something to it. And it could just be, and also it could just be in his head, Han Solo and Boba Fett go together. So he's thinking Boba Fett, it's like those two. Maybe he's just a fan of that rivalry or whatever. Not I'm saying Han Solo. I'm going to bet that he's not. <laughs> I'm going to bet that it's not that he's a I huge mean, Boba Fett fan. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people are Star Wars fans. And Boba sure, Fett goes all sure. the way back to the original trilogy. So you might be like, I, you know, like he doesn't know a lot about Star Wars, but he knows mm-hmm. that. You know, he likes but, Boba Fett and he likes Han Solo, here, you know. Here's what's weird about it. Does he really know all of those shows, including all those Marvel shows, off the, like right off the top of his head? Because he listed all those off like perfectly. And then he gets the Star Wars and he makes like that just a massive error. Is he not reading off of notes at all? You know what I'm I saying? Don't think he, I don't think he was. I think he, I think he knew those shows. I think he okay. has to know those shows. My understanding would be like right now, Disney I Plus is the, the C- biggest product that they're putting out. Sure. This is what he's dealing with But if I'm the CEO of Disney out. and you're, uh, as far as I know, this is a the, an audio presentation or whatever, I'm I'm having notes with me just to make sure I cover everything. Like Absolutely. you don't just go in like, yeah, you don't just go in like, uh... Yeah. Uh, uh, no, he definitely not, he definitely I, has notes in front of him, like an outline. But the crazy thing is he starts off the whole kind of bit that we listen to with we have tons of content coming in 2022 and 2023. 2023 yeah. So like, yeah, he named Loki, which is going on now. But a lot of that stuff is 2022 and 2023 stuff. I thought this was So that's why I was conference. like, oh, interesting. Like people were paying to watch. You still need notes. You, you have to. You, you don't. You, you don't. They don't come blind to these things. It's, they did. No, he I, definitely yeah, got yeah, briefed. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the the last thing on this for me anyway is like, let's not forget like how many of these Star Wars shows, um, and now obviously one maybe crossed off the list at least for now, uh, are are limited special things. So they, they're going to need more Star Wars stuff if uh, if they really want it to be even in the ballpark of what Marvel's got going on. Like, to Marvel just announced another spinoff show today for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It's just like, they don't stop. So Star Wars shouldn't either. Feige doesn't mm-hmm. sleep, apparently. 
Um, yeah, he's got to be a crackhead. Yeah, it, it yeah, but I, I'm totally with you guys that it did, it did seem a little strange that he named like seven Marvel shows. And then I think and he panicked he's... and was like, oh, no. And then like just went through and was like, I'm not going to name anymore. I'm just going to keep going with my conversation. Yeah, it would be pretty funny to see like a year from now that they announce Han Solo or whatever. And everybody was like, like somebody will point back to this and be like, dude, he totally messed <laughs> up. <laughs> he said it. So. You know, it was in production. And people reached out yeah. to Disney and Disney was like, huh? What? We're not answering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move on to our next story here. And that is that, uh, you know, Zack Snyder was uh, talking like he always does, social media and stuff. And he, he said that he pitched a Star Wars movie to Lucasfilm a while back. This was prior to The Force Awakens. Um, but it never really ended up coming to fruition. It wasn't something that they moved forward with. However, he has the idea and the story and the characters and stuff like that all still in his head. And it looks like he's going to be developing that as his own original project. And I think he's blatantly just kind of says, I'm going to let Star Wars be Star Wars. You know, it's going to sit over there. Um, I don't know if that means that's like a hint that he doesn't even want to touch Star Wars. Like, yeah, I was interested before. Now I'm not. We've kind of talked on those directors and those production people before. But um, Lacey, I'm going to get to you on this one. What were your thoughts about Zack Snyder um, maybe having done a, a Star Wars project and now like revamping it? Because we're probably going to figure out this is the one. This would have been the Star Wars movie in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I... I'm people are going to hate me after I say this. Zack Snyder is not he's not my jam. <laughs> he's not he's not one of my favorites. And uh, I think he's someone that I when they're like, oh, he might do this. I'm like, please don't <laughs> like, please don't touch this because it's just like he has a very particular look. It's like mm-hmm. this kind of like grimy, dark everyone dies like i don't like that at all as someone that likes happy endings and like happiness i don't see that from him um it is interesting always to hear about the production side of things and and how things like meetings happen and conversations happen that don't go anywhere the interesting thing from his pitch is i know it's very generic in the sense of the seven samurai thing i think that's been done so many different times that people can point here and there of like oh this pulls from that um, his pitch seemed to me kind of like the High Republic because he talked about having Yoda involved at some point and a group of Jedi go to help. And it, it sounded very High Republic to me from what I know from James's videos and what people have talked about. Well, that the I was, Yoda thing was a rumor. He never said that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it just seemed very like, as soon as I read that, I was just like, hmm, sounds like High Republic. Um, which is very interesting because, you know, people just kind of want similar themes and things and movies and stories. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were some threads that people connected on their own and had nothing to do with like, oh, they copied him or something. Um, the coolest thing for me out of this story was I've had forgotten about how Zach and JJ like let their people like switch roles from Star Wars to (laughs) Warner Brothers like with Superman with the lightsaber and all that stuff on social media like that kind of stuff is fun to me and it reminds people to not take it so seriously because they're like you know you got Superman with a lightsaber like people are like oh my gosh that's not canon and it's like it doesn't matter it's just fun (laughs) it's cool and it's fun and it's nice to see stories where directors aren't mad at each other. And they're just having fun and everyone's enjoying themselves, 
because I feel like oftentimes it's so easy for people to put people against each other that it's just not true. So it's nice to, to see stories where you're like, oh, they're friends and they like making movies together or like making movies and they have similar interests and let's all have fun while doing this. It doesn't have to be so serious. I love that the, the like the nicest directors in Hollywood are like the most hated by people who are very passionate on social media. I don't hate him. I want to make that clear. I don't hate him. I just am not a fan. No, I didn't say you movies. did, but I was just thinking about it. You were talking about how people were yelling about the crossover. And it's and crazy because people do hate Zach and they do hate JJ. And I don't understand why, because I'm like, you've never met these people ever and you probably never yeah. will. And it's like, if you were in face to face to this person, would you act the same way? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's cool. It, and it's always interesting to hear who wants to work in Star Wars or who pitched an idea. I think one of my... It has nothing to do with Star Wars, but one of my favorite, like, pitched ideas to Disney was Guillermo del Toro pitched The Haunted Mansion, and I still want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. It exists. A script somewhere exists, and I want it to happen. Hmm. John, what did you think of Zack Snyder? I I like Zack Snyder. I, I think he, like, he's one of those directors, and I think it's funny that him and J.J. Abrams are, like, friends because... Those are like two of the directors where you consistently always hear people like actors and his casts like go to bat for them mm-hmm. a lot. Like Dave Bautista was like raving over Zack Snyder. And uh, John Boyega just recently was like, I'll come back if JJ comes back. And like these, these are directors that casts seem to really love working for. I don't know exactly why. I mean, they both seem very personal, very nice family guys, mm-hmm. and and they're they're humble for for having such massive success. Like that's that's something to 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 give credit to. But um, I like Zack Snyder. Like Man of Steel is one of my favorite comic book movies ever made, and uh, I like Three Hundred. I thought his Watchmen was very good, and he's very passionate about source material, and he's a nerd in his own right. So I I think he would have made a cool Star Wars movie. Um, I think he would have adopted a little bit to the aesthetic um, uh, because he respects the universe and the, and the fact that Star Wars has its own niche. But he wanted it to be a standalone thing, too, which I think would have been good. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have liked seeing Zack Snyder's, you know, Star Wars Episode 7. But seeing Zack Snyder say, I want to do my take on a Seven Samurai uh, and, and like dive into the nerdiness of, of Jedi and, and using the Force and stuff. I think that would have been really cool, actually. Um, and that was, you know, before the force awakens and all that. So he just had his idea. So I'm curious to see what he ends up turning that into. Um, cause I'll check it out, but he, he just, he, he's, it's a shame that fans have a hard time separating and compartmentalizing things because yet there was a certain, you know, block of fans, uh, with the release of Snyder cut that handled it poorly and gave the, the fans who like really wanted to see him finish his vision, which, he didn't get to originally because his daughter killed herself and he got to finish his movie and people attach negative fans to him. The person, even when he went out saying like, I don't like that group who did those things. I just want to make that clear. You, anytime I see Zack Snyder in an interview, he is very, very likable and it doesn't seem fake to me. He seems like a generally just a good guy, a nerd, nerd kind of filmmaker guy, and I would love, I would love to hang out with Zack Snyder. So I'm always going to root for him. I know people don't like his, uh, you know, like Lacey said, it's not my type of uh, movie. It's Watchmen I, that did I, I get it for that. me, actually. Now that you brought well, I mean, that wa- up, I mean, really? watch, the, read the book, yeah. read the book of Watchmen. Though he pretty much 
did it. Serve it's my favorite well. graphic think, novel. So. Oh, really? I think he made yes. it better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm. But either way, I, it's not going to happen, so it really doesn't matter. But I, th- I think it would have been cool, and I'm still going to, you know, root for what he does in the future. So I, I, I think it's cool that he was like, oh yeah, I had, you know, I pitched this idea and stuff. He likes giving interviewers. Uh, nuggets. He's never one of those like boring interviewers. He's always like, "Oh yeah, I had this idea for this mm-hmm. thing." He he's a he seems like a good dude. So uh, I'll always be in Zack Snyder's corner. Yeah, I'm I'm also a Zack Snyder fan. Even I, I wasn't like the biggest fan of 300, but it wasn't like I like you know how people were. <laughs> people were big fans of that movie. I was like, "Oh, I like that. Yeah. That seems cool," or whatever. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like a big fan. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was good. And I definitely now that I care more about like how movies are made and stuff, I really like the way he like pitched that. It was kind of one of those things where if when you listen to the the history of it, he's like he was trying to pull across this idea and everybody was like, ah, we don't really know how that's going to go. And a lot of studios pass and stuff. But then one studio went for it. They did it. And then it became this iconic like style of filmmaking that everybody was replicating for years and years and years. And he really like worked in his like style. Um, but yeah, I, I, most of the stuff that he does, like I, I like the, uh, I like the stuff that DC does. Um, man of steel. I liked BVS a lot. Um, I hated justice league, but then I liked just Zack Snyder's director's cut. I thought that was great. You know? So it turns out to me, like, I'm like, oh man, I guess I, I really am a Zack Snyder fan and you're hundred percent right. John on his interviews and stuff. He, I feel like he makes filmmaking look easy. He makes it look like he's got a couple ideas. He, he does some stuff and then bing, bang, boom. We, we decided to pull it <laughs> off and we got this film and it was a lot of fun to do, you know, like nothing seems like he's not stressful. Like some guys, some guys, when they're getting interviewed, not got, not just guys, but they, you always feel like they got one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he feels like, like the interviewer is like, all right, well, we, 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 we have to wrap up. And he's like, oh, okay. I was going to talk about this other thing, but. Yeah, (laughs) he's always down to talk. He reminds me of Mark Ruffalo every time I see him, like in person. Like the I don't know the way he talks or his voice or something. Like something about him reminds Uh, me of Mark. Similar, like raspy voice, maybe. I don't know about personality, but um, going back to the original thing, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's weird now that you know thinking he could have done Force Awakens or could have had a movie in there or whatever. I'm interested to see what his original project would be. If it's kind of the vibe of Star Wars, but it's a Zack Snyder thing, I'll probably end up thinking it's pretty cool. And um, man, I almost wish they could, like this is his pitch. Like, I really want to do Star Wars. Maybe I could do this movie or maybe I could do like an ongoing Disney Plus thing like Favreau's doing. That could be cool. And he's saying this now and he's coming out with this now because he wants Disney to hear like, I'm going to take my ideas elsewhere. You know, I'm going to do my own thing if you're not going to let me, but you know, and then that might like restart the negotiations again. I don't know. It could be kind of neat to get a star Wars show on Disney plus. That's like Zack Snyder's star Wars. I think people would dig that for sure. Mm. Except for Lacey. Yeah. And nope. a bunch of other people too. Yeah, he is no hundred percent. He's a um, um, what do they call that? Pol- polarizing director. He's like a love him or hate him kind of director, and that's even it's kind one of those the things. Case it's here. just like if you don't dig his style, then you're not going to dig his movies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and it's nothing to do with him as a person. It's just no, no, no. Yeah, we're not saying that. I, I think it's just like him as a director and him, like you know what he does 
when he produces his content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to our next thing here. We got some new photos and even videos uh, of the Andor set shooting at Black Rock Park. Now, um, these all come from Bestman Bolton. You can guys can go check them out if you want. Uh, you can look at the photos. You can look at some of the videos. Um, but I'm going to jump to John right here because he's got all the history of, of Black Rock Park. We've seen this place quite a number of times, John. Um, but it looks like Andor's headed back. What's going on? Yeah, so it's not going to be, you know, Ajon Kloss, which is where they filmed um, in Black Rock Park for The Rise of Skywalker. But it's clear that this place is very accessible and a very difficult place to corner off because um, it's probably has so many access points. Um, obviously, being that it's a park, it has a lot of water around it. And there's probably a lot of just foresty areas where you can sneak through and try to take a look at things. Because with The Rise of Skywalker, they had pictures of... Poe Dameron's X-Wing, maybe even the Falcon, like a lot of stuff. And it looks here like clearly that uh, it looks like he's sitting, whoever's taking this video is sitting in like one of those like barbecue chairs, just like chilling <laughs> and just like filming them film the show across this river. And, uh, it, you know, it looks like the um, uh, the uh, ISB Imperials uh, walking through some sort of indigenous uh, area. Endor, I don't know, uh, but uh, it's 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 interesting that they're able to just get that kind of footage. But again, this is you know we're we're going to keep talking about this Andor stuff as they move to all these locations, and it seems like it's every week we're mm-hmm. talking about a new location, and every week the three of us keep saying like, man, this show is it's a big, such a big production, um, and we know it's multiple seasons, so this is like they're they're putting a lot of chips in this one. Uh, where I feel like even for the Mandalorian, um, maybe you know, based on how Favreau wanted to make it and he really wanted to put the focus on the new technology that he brought over, brought over from Lion King, um, that seemed like it's like, let's make the best thing we possibly can by um, minimizing and using technology to maximize it. Where this is like, we're going here, we're going here, pack up the buses, we're going here, we're going old school. It's very interesting that they're doing, they're still doing these two different types of brand of filmmaking filmmaking for for these star wars shows so i I think it's cool and it doesn't give anything away and looks like diego luna is uh seems to be having a good time doing it so very Mm -hmm. cool Lacey, did you check out the pictures what do you you think what do you think is going on here i did look at the pictures i didn't watch the videos because there was a lot of comments that said if you don't want to be spoiled don't watch the videos so i didn't watch the videos i was very adamant i was like i'm not watching these Mm. uh but the photos you know what they looked like they looked like tom sawyer island in like disney world and like disneyland where it's like across the river and you're just seeing people over there and you're like what are they doing over there yeah how do Um, i get over there or it looked like some type of fort you build when you're little where you're like i'm making a fort and you're like building forts in your the backwoods of your house, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah this is my fort, this is my base. Like that's you know what, what you're doing. Like you're stacking up like tree yeah. branches and stuff. Just you're laying like... stuff. <laughs> I guess this works. Um, so I mean, again, it gave no, it gave nothing away these photos, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of interesting that it's like every other day they're somewhere else, and you're like, man, that travel budget must be intense because yeah. just so much stuff. It yeah. it is weird, John. You quickly mentioned indoor. I think it's because you know it looks like there's it looks like they packed up and left, and they just left everything like chilling. Because there's also photos <laughs> of like up close, like some of the stuff in in the set. Um, and I think people were drawing the conclusion that you know the way that it was kind of put together did look kind of indoorish. And I was like, I don't know, man. Does that does that make sense? Would the empire? 
be setting up a, a, a spot on Endor, which was really, as far as we know it, for the second Death Star. But would they have been setting it up for the first Death Star? Right. Like, and maybe that's why he's there. It was meant to be a shield for the first Death Star. It got blown up. Oh, we're making another one. Oh, well, we still have that base on Endor. Let's let's move it there. I, I really hope Andor's not about finding a shield for the Death Star or something. I or really did he crash land there? He yeah. could have just ended yeah, up there. My my impression is that, you know, as far as the um rebellion is concerned, that was their first time ever going to Endor. Because mm. No, I know, but like Rogue One's focus was all about the Death Star plans, and that's like Cassian's legacy. And if you deal, tell a prequel story, and he's like still doing stuff regarding the Death Star that we know won't get resolved because of the next thing he does about the Death Star, that would really bum me. Out. Yeah, and you know what? To be fair, I feel like Rogue One is the first time he's ever really hearing the name Death Star. And right, that and that's built. the good news is because yeah. he finds out from Tivik that about the plans he didn't know anything the before that killing weapon. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, my what I'm saying though is is would the Empire have been on Endor even even if it doesn't Already, have anything to do yeah. with the Death Star it could be like oh you need to go find this guy currently stationed on a planet called Endor so you know he's like whatever all right he they goes there, An- there yeah. Andor on Endor and then he goes there finds the guy and then he's like you know they do like a I wonder what this base is for <laughs> and then they like <laughs> oh, leave no. you know or whatever yeah I I don't know who knows. But uh, it's probably not Endor. We've talked about this a million times. Anytime you ever think it's thump something. It's Tatooine again. No, it's not. Your better bet is that it's just not going to be that place. All right. We got a couple other things that just really quickly that I wanted to mention uh, about the High Republic. So High Republic Out of the Shadows got its first excerpt. If you guys want to go check that out, you can read it. I did not read it because I'm currently involved in trying to read the books right now. Um, So I I don't know exactly what happens in there, but... um, but uh, there is also um, new covers, by the way. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that too. New covers that are getting announced, like the Target exclusive, and there was another one that was like out of print. an out of print one. Um, mm-hmm. And the the stuff that's the images and stuff is like this is really cool because you got the Chancellor and like her her like dog animals, if you will, kind of Ghostbustery, and they're like attacking, and you got the other, you know with a, a lightsaber shield and stuff. Very cool stuff. Uh, always got to love those special edition covers. And then also there was announced on the High Republic show um, that there is a Trail of Shadows comic uh, that's coming, and that's being done by DJ Older. And it was very uh, detective noir is the style that they pitched for this. I don't know if that's interesting to either one of you guys, but I think that's kind of um, something that uh, Star Wars really hasn't explored much outside of perhaps attack of the clones and mm-hmm. uh obi-wan kind of playing detective trying to find the criminal and then you know when he gets there he's got to battle the guy and stuff but i don't know yeah um i, I thought that i thought that name out of the shadows was familiar that was one of the ninja the, like the, those bad ninja turtles movies they put out a few years ago i think <laughs> out of the shadows is better than the first one i didn't see either i just yeah. didn't like the look of the turtles I think that that, they were like aliens and not turtles or mm -hmm. something. I think the in the first one they tried to make it like moderny and they didn't quite hit. But in the second one, I think they were like, Oh, they're gonna let us do a second one? Okay, cool. We're gonna make it what we wanna make it. And it was very like more like the cartoon. Like they went in the way they went down that route. Alacy apparently, Mm -hmm. do you saw those movies? 
You agree? No, I'm just oh. agreeing with you because you seem really excited about it. So I'm smiling and <laughs> nodding because <laughs> okay. I've never seen it. <laughs> All right. What, what's what, what is with what is is there a theme with sh- the shadows in the New High Republic stuff? Like what is the? Um, no, not particularly. Rising Storm is the one that's got so the the Rising Storm and the the storm based stuff. That's all. Um, that's all the Nile and stuff. So the Rising Storm would kind of be like a new person coming out as a storm. Um, but but it also kind of obviously means like, oh, the storm is coming. You know, out of the <laughs> shadows probably means like there's a new enemy. I'm assuming I'm speculating at this point. I haven't started out of the shadows, so it's not anything. And this might even be in the excerpt. Could be a new enemy coming out of the shadows. I don't know. Not really sure. All right. Um, but yeah, you're right. right. I just noticed that too. Trail of Shadows is the name of the comic series. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a lot well, cool. of shadows. Yeah, a lot of shadows going on. Um, well, you know how you fight shadows. You use the light of the Jedi. There you go. Um, all right. We're moving on to our next section, which is all about Patreon. Lacey, what do we got? All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So as you guys know, there's lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, here on YouTube at Star Wars Newsnet Videos. If you like this video, comment, subscribe. It means a lot to us. Our, our community on here is growing, and it means a lot that you guys take the time to comment and whatnot and share our videos, which is really awesome. Um, now getting into Patreon, that's a way you can support the show outside of just listening to the show, which we appreciate. Um, you support what we do starting at $2 a month at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. You can support what we're doing, what we plan to do the rest of this year and into next year when we gear up for a celebration and a bunch of different events, uh, which we're really excited for. So before I get into the pod race, we have a new tier starting in June which is our new top tier. So currently we have, I believe it's lieutenants, right? Lieutenants, Mm -hmm. majors, commanders, admirals, generals. So they're all different ranks within the resistance. This new tier ranks above generals, um, but not necessarily in the way that you'd think. This new tier is called the Spice Runners. So kind of pulling from Zori Bliss and Babu Frick and that gang with Poe Dameron, uh, this new tier is at the top and has a, cu- a bunch of cool perks to it. So first mm-hmm. of all, it's limited to 12 people. Um, you get all the previous perks from all the other different tiers. You get a one minute or one 30 minute spotlight video where you get to chat with us about whatever Star Wars topic you want. Free so, conversation. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool. You get to pick whatever you want to talk about. We'll talk about it with you. And that gets posted to Patreon uh, for everybody else to kind of take part and comment on, which is really fun. Um, You get quarterly merch. So this can be anything from a hoodie to uh, a T-shirt to a poster. Those will be determined later, but it's going to be really cool. We're already working on some really fun designs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the big thing here is that we're going to have a ton of live event perks. So when you are a Spice Runner, you get reserved seating for front row seats at our live events, special invite to dinner with us at Celebration next year. Um, And then whenever we make cool stuff, so like at Celebration, we make stickers and pins and sunglasses and keychains and all different types of stuff. You get one, whether you attend or not, we'll send you Mm -hmm. one. So that's kind of cool. Usually that stuff is just for giveaway. 
Right. So we'll put one aside for you and it gets mm-hmm. sent directly to you. So before I get into the actual Patreon pod race, do you guys want to comment on this at all? Yeah, I mean, I, it's really exciting, especially because I know um, what the interactions are like with our patrons. You know, when we get to run into people, whether mm-hmm. it's at an event by chance or when we get to do those Admiral and General calls, now they get to kind of get in the driver's seat and they get to hit us with what they want to talk about. And I love the idea of, you know, being able to go to the dinners and and interact with them at the live events. And I love every aspect of that. And it's just so cool that we're at the point now where we can um, take it to this level because we know uh, how much people love what we do. And I like that it's limited too. So it's going to be one of those things like, get your seat because <laughs> it's limited occupancy. Mm-hmm. But no, I think it's really cool and I'm excited to see uh, who becomes a spice runner. Yeah, I'm I'm also, I think one of my bigger excitements for this piece is that 30 minute spotlight thing because I feel like how how can we take our generals? Our generals are already on the shows, right? But our Patreon community is kind of like its own thing. So we want our spice runners, if you will, to kind of be someone that everybody's gonna be able to hang out with just the same as they hang out with us so they can see them get to know them a little bit better. And that that video or that thing that we put together, that conversation is inevitably kind of going to be like a special episode where this person is like yeah. a guest and they're kind of hanging out and we're doing our whole thing because it will be, it's not like a private thing. It's private to Patreon, but it is going to be something that we share with our community. And it's kind of like you're coming on and joining us for um, some of those episodes. And um, I, I also like the the whole Spice Runner thing, too. It keeps it close to the resistance, but a little bit, you know what I mean, above the law, if you will. I don't know. <laughs> they just uh, do their own thing, and that's what's cool about the Spice Runners, right? You get mm-hmm. to do what you want. Awesome. Well, you guys can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting tomorrow to get all the details, including the perks we talked about at the top of the show, which includes live commentaries, live Q&As, and a bunch more that we're planning. We haven't announced yet. Uh, We're really excited. We just try our best to make ours the best Patreon out there for you guys with all this cool content and ways to interact with us outside of the show. So Mm -hmm. definitely go check it out. So before we get into the pod race, I'm going to say thank you to our generals. So thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Mike Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jay Couchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, Hass Aslam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Chorlton? Chor- He's new. Thank you. This yeah. is my first time saying your name, John. I hope Hello. I got it right. And Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much for all your support. It means yes. so much to us. And yeah. this week, we're pumped. One of our OG generals, General Andrew Staley, is back for the pod race. And his question is, what is your favorite line from the sequel trilogy? Andrew, take it away. Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. The rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning. And I will not be the last Jedi. Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi is my favorite quote from the sequel trilogy, uh, mainly because it was an awesome scene uh, when all the events on Crate happened. Uh, it was a really cool part of The Last Jedi and the part where Luke projects himself once he found out that that's what he was doing was really cool and really amazing and I really enjoyed that part of the movie. Um, so that's why this quote just really stuck with me the first time I heard it and it carried through ever since. So 
that's it, guys. Uh, may the force be with you and look forward to seeing everybody in Anaheim next May. Well done, Andrew. It's always so awesome to see you and hear from you. You're just such yeah. a nice guy. John, what did you think? That is um, a great line. It really is. And um, I, it's something about it always gives me chills. And there's always certain parts of certain Star Wars movies that give me the perma chills, no matter how many times I watch it. That's one of them because you got you get right in on Luke's face. You see like his eyes are a little watery. And it's right before we find out he's projecting himself. And for each of those things he says, they go to Poe and they go to Finn and then mm -hmm. they go to Ray. When they go to Ray and you see she's the, the rocks, oh my God. So yeah, that's, and I know how much Andrew loves Ray. So uh, very good pick. I think that's an outstanding choice. If we did a Kessel run, I think that may have been something that made the list. So um, great job, Andrew. Again, the room always looks, I love your Star Wars room. Because I feel like I'm always looking for like a new thing in there or you move something around or something. <laughs> but uh, you're the man, buddy. I love the shirt, too. Of course, he had the I Am All the Jedi shirt on. So I think it's very cool. But I uh, hope you're well. And I agree. Can't wait to see you next year, buddy, because uh, we had a great time last time. I yes. know now that like post pandemic, you take even things less for granted. We're going to have such a good time hanging out next year. So uh, thanks, bud. James? Um, no, uh, exactly kind of what John was saying on that. You know, the... Uh amazing everything you said uh was was wrong that uh, the pullback to the line throwback to the line earlier but now it is, means something more heavy uh immediately that's how that starts but i think john the big the biggest thing that he mentioned there was the fact that they were cutting between all three people and it really really put together why these three are special you know and and why it's about this passing of the torch from him to these three individuals um it, it it really is a good line and it really sums up what the sequel trilogy was about um man it's a good pick andrew i'm really glad you said that um and like uh john said as well like you know celebration man it's gonna be awesome Andrew, you did a great job. It's always, like I said, so great to see you and hear from you. I love that you chose this line. I think there's a couple lines in the sequel trilogy that I use all the time. And this is one of them, the every word you just said is wrong. <laughs> that and uh, Han Solo saying it's true, all of it, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny because they kind of contradict each other. But I find myself using those gifts like all the time and saying that. So it's really cool that you picked that moment because... Luke Skywalker is the best, and I feel like Mark Hamill was robbed of like some type of acting recognition for that movie because he did such a good job. So thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And now we're going to head to John for something a little different. Yeah, so what we've been doing uh, lately on the show, um, because there's not a lot of active Star Wars stuff going on right now, so we've been putting a little break on uh, Ask the Resistance because um, we feel like sometimes we've been answering a lot of the same questions and that sort of stuff. So um, I, I just thought it was fun, and a lot of people seem to like us just kind of casually chatting to sort of bring us to the end of the show. Um, I know we have, you know, about 10 minutes or so here. So I just, you know, was popping around on Twitter, and I saw that, that Oscar Isaac just confirmed that he's playing Mark Spector in Moon Knight. Um, and it, like, bothers me, because, like, they asked him would you ever do star Wars again or on star Wars and Disney plus? And he just goes, Nope, all done chips in the center of the table. And they're like, would you ever like to do a, a big movie again? He's like, maybe if I need another house. And then we see him over there with Marvel. It's like, it's like going through a breakup and you see 
uh, them with the the new good looking person. When you're out, you're out, you're out and about, and you cross paths with them. You weren't planning to see them, and then you see them, you're like, oh man, and marvels that new thing on his arm, and it kind of bothered me a little bit, especially with you know we're going to talk Thursday more about uh, Boyega, which is good news. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Does that bother you the way it bothered me? I don't think so. I was I actually wasn't very surprised by this because they had rumored it and he, like they released a video of him training fighting for it uh mm-hmm. like a couple months ago of him like doing full stunt work for this TV series but they hadn't officially said anything. So when they posted this image I was like, "Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> this isn't a surprise, but I get the I get the frustration of you're like, "Oh, so Star Wars wasn't good enough for you, but Marvel is." type thing. Yeah. Um because it does kind of feel like that. It stings a little bit. Uh, I wonder what experiences he, ha- he had that made him feel that way. Because um, I feel like he was, more than any other character, I feel like he had the most screen time in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, he had a ton of moments in that movie that were, like, I his moments. during filming, he was like, it's so great to be back. It feels like the first one. And he's right. like, we're all having such a good time. We're collaborative. The three of us are together. This is, like, an adventure. He was so excited about it. And yeah. then the movie comes out. I don't know if he was just burnt out on, on the discourse or burnt out on just having done it for six years. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't... I'm not really affected by his comments on as far as like a Star Wars fan. And then mm-hmm. he's You're never affected by anything though. Yeah. I mean, I, when he said that stuff where he was like, uh, I'm done with big movies or whatever. I just didn't believe him. I just I took it kind no of way. sarcastically. Like it was a little, little too blunt, but I, I kind of also took it sarcastically. Like he was trying to be like, I don't know. I took some of the I, comments were harsh, but I think some of the times, like when he was with uh, Carrie Russell, I felt like he was trying to be a little like jokey with her, and she was just like, "Really? Are you sure?" And then she was like, "I'd do it," <laughs> and she was like, "Call me up," which yeah. I would love a Zori Bliss series. So sure. Yeah, the the thing to me, like when he said that stuff, I was like, "There's no way." He's saying he's against big major productions, and I was like, "I don't buy that at all." Oscar Bro, in Dune. <laughs> too big too well yeah, i think that was part of it too but he yeah. you know he was already in the process of doing that movie or even done maybe at that point but he was like i've never done anything that involved reshoots other than rise of skywalker and dune of course but i hate that <laughs> stuff and i'm never doing it and i was like i just, I just don't believe you man you're too big of a star <laughs> and right. you have you have your passion for the indie stuff but i know you're going to be back and you're going to be doing big franchise stuff again so i just didn't believe it i was a little surprised that he was very harsh on star wars though it was very clear that he didn't want to be a part of star wars uh and i felt like at the time that was the vibe coming out of a lot of the people that were involved is they're like john boyga too excited at the beginning and then by the end of it they're like holy crap man i just did not know what that was all about i'm i'm over that and, you know, <laughs> and in a weird way, like Harrison Ford was the same way too. Like he never really, I mean, he did, he came around and he did the movies again, but he never really was like, I'd love to do star Wars, you know, like Mark right. was, you know? Um, so I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know. It almost seems like par for a course when you're that big and you're doing that much stuff that these people are kind of just like over it by the end of it. But I, I think, you know, it's not, I don't know. I don't think it's so much um, big production that he's really against. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying it 
it stings as a, as a Star Wars fan. I just want to know <laughs> like what happened. Because, because the whole, you know, again, that whole thing, like, like Robert Downey Jr. is a much bigger star than Oscar Isaac. And Robert Downey Jr. has no problems being like, I am effing Iron Man. And I'm always going to be <laughs> Iron Man, you know? So I, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I want, I want someone to be like Jonas is so proud to be Chewie and, but he's not a big star. But yet he'll be back and he'll be a big star again. Literally big star. Um, But I I want someone who's in Star Wars. Like I wish Daisy Ridley was like, I am freaking Ray, Ray Skywalker. And I am, I can't, I'm going to come back. I'm going to can't wait to kick more butt and get back in. Like I want someone in Star Wars, like kind of how I guess Mark Hamill was. Yeah. We're missing the Mark Hamill of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that's what it is. Like we need, I want someone to carry the flag and be like, hell, hell yes. I'm in Star Wars. I'm not going anywhere. You know, but but like be like the the person, um, and I I feel, I, I'm feeling like the Daisy closest, might be that because I was gonna say it's Ewan gonna McGregor. Back. Ewan McGregor is uh, that guy, yeah. The, I think Ewan problem, McGregor he, he's is gonna be like gone I'm, as soon as he come, comes back, he's gonna be gone again. I understand, but I think he's been enthusiastically like I'm Obi Wan, like yes, for a while. Yes. Yeah, but even like. Like he he takes shots at the prequels every once in a while too though. Alden Still. could be that person, Bob Chapik. Yeah, Alden could be that guy. Yeah, just Alden let him be could. that. He's, yeah, he said he'd come back. Yeah, just kind of so lean, I, I, lean yeah. his career on Han. And I, I know people in the comments are gonna like name you know people like um, Diego Luna and stuff like that, but I, I kind of disagree with that too. Like he's excited to be Andor again, you know. But yeah. I think he's but like to me, I've never. I, I see him in a lot of projects and he's excited about all the projects he works on. It's not like he's like Star Wars baby every time. You yeah. know what I mean? He, and he's I also not like, I, don't think he's I a, am Andor, you know? I, I also don't think he's like a big star and I'm not trying to like, like come down on him on that, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like freaking Robert Downey Jr. Like a list movie star being like yeah, i am iron man it even tom holland tom holland loves being spider-man he yes. is spider-man yes. he talks about spider-man all the time to the yes. point that they have to tell him to stop talking because he said let's stuff or, out or, or um hemsworth like i loves being thor hiddleston yeah loves being loki yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. hiddleston definitely so, loves being loki he loves it and the he funny thing is he tried out for loki. thor and then didn't get oh, thor and ended up getting the role that he guy, deserved um ruffalo big big Mark. Big fan of being Hulk. Is mm-hmm. he? Yeah, yeah. He was telling the story about how his kid was telling uh his friend that his dad's the Hulk and stuff when he was on a late night show. Like I, I, you know? I hate to say it, but I, I feel like a lot of this probably was the last Jedi. <laughs> I feel like they were excited to be in Force Awakens and they were and everybody was all there. And then Daisy was Jedi all about happened, it after and the they Force started Awakens, getting yeah. hit with all this hate, you know about so many different issues including like race and stuff and they're just like man i did not expect the wave of hate and they're all they're all like in it together like they're hanging out together and they're discussing it you know and they're they gotta be they're gonna be on the same page with the with each other because it's happening to like to their friends you know like all this stuff is really close so by the end of it they're just like i don't know man i don't know that i want to do star wars again it is too crazy right now but 
They're coming around well, now, though. John Boyega and Daisy, too. They keep saying, yeah, like, we're, oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's a good spot to, to get out of here because we're going to talk a lot more about John Boyega on Thursday. Um, looking forward, a little speculation nation mm-hmm. uh, here at TRB. So um, any any final thoughts uh, before we do the... Uh, um, what, do you, really. what do you call them? The the formalities. <laughs> Bring back Star Wars in the movies. Um. So yeah, thanks to everybody for stopping by, being in the base. Uh, we appreciate it. Love having you here. Tell your friends, spread the word. It's uh, the best way we grow. So uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show, any podcast app. We love Spotify, um, but uh, of course, right here on the channel too. YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Uh, we have a lot of cool other videos too. Lacey recently put out a very cool unboxing video. You probably saw her redon the helmet last week on the podcast for Din Djarin. Um, James doing the books discussions and doing the Clone Wars reaction or Clone Wars. Good grief. Bad Batch reaction show. Uh, it's the same thing, James. It's the, it's the Clone Wars, right? It's becoming its own uh, thing. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, make sure you do subscribe and, and tell your friends because Star Wars is going to be heating up. We got Celebration less than a year and away now. Amazing. Uh, all these shows coming down. New movies are going to be starting up. So uh, it's it's time to get on board TRB. You don't want to be like the last minute people. You want to be the people in now. And especially with those Patreon updates. Go check that out. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of our news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. All the articles that we talk about here on the podcast you can find them right there at Star Wars News Net. I know a lot of people have kept asking, like, hey, where was that article? Where was that article? Boom, Star Wars News Net. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at Star Wars News Net and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we recently did Jurassic Park. Next up is Predator. So excited to talk about that one. Uh, James, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. And of course, like you said before, the Bad Batch Reaction Show. Yeah. And book discussions yes. coming up. But if you guys want to go back and look at some of the book discussion stuff as well. Yes. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And good luck to all pass holders this week for Star Wars Celebration because hotels go on sale. So best of luck. Ooh. We better get our hotels. Um, okay. Uh, we will be back Thursday. So yeah, like I just said a few minutes ago, we're kind of going to talk about a little bit more of what John Boyega said in that brief little chat he had, uh, kind of turning face a bit and a little bit of a about face and maybe thinking about a return. And we'll speculate on what that could possibly be. So we're going to have some fun uh, doing that on Thursday. But until then, enjoy your weeks. Uh, again, we hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Back to work or school tomorrow, whatever you got going on. But we'll be back with you Thursday to put a smile on your face right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.